All right, all right, all right. All right. Back in studio from Hawaii. Pew, pew, pew. pew, pew. Yeah, JP, we brought him here. We paid for an Oh, yeah, we're in flight. studio in Hawaii. Oh, you just meant I, I just was meant back. You're back. I'm back. You could cut this if it's inappropriate <laughs> or Sarah doesn't want this, but your wife is a goddess. She, who's, okay, here's my thing. She posted some photos and I'm like, whose legs are shiny in February? <laughs> like, that is my question. Her legs were like glowing in the photo. Mm-hmm, so unless mm-hmm. she like oiled up right before the photo, I'm like, when I take off my jeans right now, skin just comes with them. It's so Gross. dry. What? It's just like flakes off with the man. And I'm not saying I'm like a star moisturizer. I <laughs> use hand cream on my oh. face. But I just assumed all people had, you know, winter legs. Maybe we could hope for some middle ground between shiny legs and, and winter and, and, and losing snakes. skin. <laughs> um, I, like her legs are glowing. In the, like I get the pregnancy glow, but her legs are glowing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, one, yeah, she's beautiful. I, like, that's, I'm, we all know that I, I'm very, very lucky. Uh, but it's one thing for me to say that I'm lucky, but we had f- friends message us saying specifically, Ryan, you're so lucky. Yeah. My and friends I'm and like, I talked about it. <laughs> like, I don't know if I should tell I, you that. I'm like, well, isn't she also lucky? So I'm, lucky. I'm a great guy. Let's get the podcast started. <laughs> I'm funny. Okay. I clean up sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Ah, <I laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to Scene Partners. If you want to have a really good conversation, I'm a good listener. You are a good listener. Okay, we don't need your great partner. She chose uh, you. You chose did. her. It's really beautiful. Thanks. But she is like a, a <laughs> goddess that walks among well, us. Well, I'll pass it along. You know, Could she, you just ask her if she's ever taken off her pants and skin has flaked off with the jeans? Sure. Just like sure. one time. Yeah, I'll ask. Thank you. Kinda, is that a thing that doesn't happen to people? I mean, it's kind of gross. It's it's, oh, I'm gross. not saying it's not disgusting. But I just thought that was like winter. Make sure you clean up that dead skin before your housewarming party. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's my party. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So how's Hawaii? Oh, my goodness. How do people live like that? Okay. What was like the, give me the like highlights. Highlights. I tried surfing for the first time. And? Low light. I almost died. Okay. Yeah. Did you go under and you couldn't get back up? No, but I just was very, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Was that your first time? Yes. And it, it frustrated me because they're like these little kids who would surf and they were like amazing. Yeah. Because they probably surf. And then there's this like old lady getting surf lessons. Like I'm talking Are old. Are you about to be ages? I'm talking old. Like how old? Like Betty White old or like? No, probably in her 60s to 70s. All right. And she was taking a lesson and she was like amazing. Is she, was she fit? No, but she just was really good. Um, What was your biggest weakness in the surfing world? Your balance, your lack of coordination, are you a bad swimmer? Do you have no upper body strength? I don't know how to do it because I'd like, I'd get up on my board. Yeah. But then I just would stop in place and fall. (laughs) Like I'd be up. The w- people would keep going on a wave and I just would stop and sink. And it was amazing. I've only tried surfing twice and I was horrible at it both times. Though, to be fair, the first time I ever went surfing, I think I was 17. I don't see you as a surfer. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't see you married to Sarah, but here oh, we are. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, so uh, right before it was my youth group, my church youth group was going surfing. That's a sexy youth group trip. Oh my god! We like played hide and seek. Mind you, we did make out when we played hide and okay, seek. No okay, one, so, no one, no okay. one was making out in my youth group. And right before the van was picking me up at my house, I walked into my kitchen and my mom and dad were making out. And to be clear, they had been divorced for I don't know. 15 years. I'm shocked. I don't even know what to say. That. Right. Wow. Neither did I. They were just going to town in the kitchen. What did you what did you say? I was like, what the freak is happening? And then they said, watch your language. <laughs> watch that language. Uh, and wow. uh, they were like, yeah, we're getting back together. And did they? For about a week and a half. Okay. 
My dad reprogrammed all of his radio stations to Christian <laughs> to Christian rock. And every time I'd get in the car, he'd be like, tell your mom I'm Christian now. And I was like, I don't think you are. For a week and a half, though. Yeah. Anyway, so I was distracted in my first surfing lesson because I was like, what does this? I was 17. Yeah. It's like, what does this? I would still do this now. What does <laughs> yes. this all mean? Does this change who I am? And like my identity as like no. a divorced parents kid? No, doesn't. Yeah, well, it didn't because it lasted about a week and a half. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. That's my whole surfing <laughs> story. Um, yeah. Uh, other highlights. I think I sunburnt my nipples. Okay. Um, I, I hate that word. That is my least favorite word on the whole entire planet. So my nipples are appealing. Ooh, such a. Gr- oh, that is and so gross. Right. I think you there's think scabs leg- on them. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, I guess it makes sense. I didn't know that I have to put sunscreen on my nipples. Like, it makes sense now. But in hindsight, I was like, I'm just going to put this on my chest. Your nipples feel different. Oh, my God. Stop saying that <laughs> word. It is so gross sounding. Yeah. Oh. Oh my yeah. god! I'm so sorry. I have no reaction to this. I'm so disgusted <laughs> right now. The fact that you have scabby I, nipples. I, is I'm, what disg- I'm saying, and the fact that I know this, and now all of our <laughs> listeners know. What I'm saying is, I think it's going that way. They're not scabbed yet. Uh, they look like they're in the process of it. Do they hurt? But I guess it makes sense, right? That you should put sunscreen on. Yeah, that? just cover everywhere with sunscreen. Well, it's not like I avoided them. <laughs> But pro- that's okay. so gross. Here's something for you. Do you have any tattoos? No. You you look I like almost- you had to think about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about how many times I had to hear that word. Nipple. Oh. Uh, yeah. One time, my family for my birthday when I was going to university sent me a box to the post office, so they knew I would have to go pick it up and walk it down the street. And it was a diaper bag hmm. box full of candy, like full of like probably fifty dollars worth of candy. Uh, and then around the box, they just wrote nipple everywhere. Why? <laughs> I don't know, because they know I hate that word and that I'd have to walk down the street with this box that just says nipple that everywhere. That sounds cruel, to be honest. Thank you. That's <laughs> what I thought. Like... They thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, what were we Do you have any about? tattoos? No, I almost got tattooed on the back of my neck and it was going to be a, uh, a barcode, like, uh, Ugh. like for a product. And then below that, it was going to say made by Christ. <laughs> JP said, whoa, that's how bad that is. I didn't get it. I'm just saying that's the tattoo I almost got. Have I told the story before that, um... <laughs> A few of my uh, Christian friends got praying hands no. on the back, on their backs. Okay. And one, like some of them are at an angle pose. Like they're all kind of the portrait. Some of them are at an angle. So they look like praying hands. Uh, one guy got them. So they're like face on. Yeah. And it looks like he has a vagina tattooed on the back <laughs> of his neck. And it's my favorite tattoo ever. So I started this story because. Sorry, go ahead. I missed you. I miss you too. Go ahead. Um, In conclusion, though, uh, aside from what I'm dealing with on my nipples right now, um, I have a tan line that is like my shorts and then my waist. And so from my waist to about three quarters down my calf, it's just white. And then it's like very dark on my legs. So I look really gross naked. Well, my skin is flaking off, so I think I have you beat on that. Yeah. Okay, so when you're in Hawaii on a baby moon, did you run into other people on baby moons? Because that's a thing. It is baby moon central. Okay, so do you like bond with other couples that are like, oh my gosh, when are you expecting? Oh my gosh. Or did people not like you because of Sarah? (laughs) Like, I'm going to be real honest. I love her to pieces. I think she is the best. Yeah. If I okay. was a pregnant woman sure. and I saw Sarah, I would be like a fuck you. <laughs> uh, nobody came up to me to say <laughs> I don't like you because of her. That that I, conversation again, didn't happen. And it's only because like I am going to just be giant and miserable as a pregnant woman. Mm. Like I'm going to I think it's just going to be rough all around one day, you know? Rough like your legs all around. Just yeah. It's going <laughs> to just be bad. Where Sarah looks like the perfect like she's just got like the tummy 
And she's like glowing. Do you want me to like yell at her? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying if I was also mm. on a baby moon. It, it, it's a very popular baby moon destination. But there's also seniors. There's also <laughs> lots of kids. There's all we saw a woman out for dinner by herself. <laughs> so, is that me in this picture? <laughs> we just saw a lonely single girl. <laughs> she only looks sort of lonely. No, uh, you know her it's legs a, were so dry. It's a whole variety. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. Good. How are you? How was Ottawa Improv Festival? Oh my gosh, it was a time. I'm still recharging. I was in four shows. That's crazy. I hosted a night with one of our favorite guests, Colleen. That's awesome. It was very fun. Yeah. Um, no, it was really good. We saw some really good improv. There were some great out-of-town troops that came in and okay. some really solid uh, Ottawa troops. Performing is really cool to see a couple like really like new troops yep. get stage time and do really well. Good. And like... That's such a fun, it's such a cool experience to perform on that stage because we perform in so many crappy venues. Yeah. That like to have a, <laughs> and we do, like just to have a big space and like a lot of chairs yeah. and a good audience and like good lighting and you don't have to scream the whole time to be heard. Yeah. We haven't actually talked about it at all. How was like, how was a little awkward? How did we do? I didn't want to be the one to tell you this, but we, um, we've been talking and it's I just, knew it. We, I knew this would happen. I knew it clicked so deeply the three and it was just to have a troop that's just three women you know it's like the three women tears and um yeah it's just gonna be different having you back it's not over it's just gonna be it's gonna be different no we had a good set we uh, (laughs) thank you for telling me it's not over we uh did uh uh, set based off of Ikea. That's amazing. And so we created different scenes within Ikea. You would guess that they got weird. Uh, they always did. And they did. Yeah. And it was super fun. Good. We got lots of laughs. It was like sloppy, fun improv. That's the best That's stuff. the best improv. Okay, but 94? can I talk about non-improv thing? Okay, so <laughs> as we all know, listeners, still going through a breakup. You're going through a it's thing. It's a process. And I was like, should I get my hair cut? And like do that as my breakup thing. We've discussed this before, but I'm really digging my hair lately. So I'm like not going to touch it. Yeah, so don't, now don't. next week I start my cello lessons. Oh no. oh no. Do you actually? <laughs> yeah. Are you musical? I don't know. I <laughs> what? <laughs> You're going to be that girl on the bus with your cello, I like, know. excuse me, excuse, excuse me. And everyone on the bus is going to think she's a cello player. Yeah. I played piano as a kid, like, not particularly well. Uh, Do you think I'm going to be a cello, cellist, cellist? Okay, <laughs> I I don't know what 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 inspired you to do this. I'm just looking for some new passions. Okay. And um, I was like, what else? What else? What are other what options? Wild, what wild thing could I pick? That, cello. Um. So here's what I worry about with with go, cello. Go ahead. It's not like a team sport. It's very like a a solo thing. Yeah. Um, I already do enough team sports. Okay, sure, sure, like sure. I got improv. I just want you to get out there, you know? I'm out there. I am doing Are you it. moving and grooving? I don't know. Are you meeting people? <laughs> like, do I, I don't know if I have room to meet more people. Yeah. I'm like really focused on my plants right now. <laughs> good, good. Plants and a cello. And the cello. You are, all right. So what like, we, is it weird? My friends are not. They're being super supportive about it. All right. So I'll be the friend who's like the counter. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. If JP's laugh also felt counter. Let's, let's say you're driving down a highway. <laughs> yeah. And you see an exit and the exit is lonely. <laughs> you're looking at the exit right now. You're not, you haven't gone down it, but you're looking I'm at like it. I'm like veering towards <laughs> you're, like, you're like looking at it saying like, that's a nice exit. That is a nice. If you need somebody in the car to be like, don't fucking turn off there. And that thing is a, is a cello. <laughs> no, the cello is like waving at you from the exit with one of your plants under its bow. Like, look at me, look at us. Okay. I just feel like... <laughs> I was like, should I take like a photography class? Should I become a painter? And then I was like, painting, cello, done. Okay. 
what do we? <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to see how this plays out. You're going to do great. Thank you. How uh, big is a cello? They're big. I haven't picked mine up yet. Where are you renting it? Yeah. You haven't bought one? <laughs> no, I know, which is shocking. I shouldn't I sh- I shouldn't laugh because I was looking at surfboards and I was like, I should buy a Shut surfboard. Up. You live in Ottawa. Yeah, Where are you so, going to surf? They're so cool looking. That's kind of how I felt about the cello. I was like, even if I don't <laughs> play it, you can just be in the corner and people would be like, oh my God, she plays the cello. I don't know. Uh, listeners, write in. Um, this thought just occurred to me. Is it, Do you put a cello in your Tinder profile? Okay, this is because I'm trying to build up my Tinder yeah, yeah, yeah. presence, right? I would say no. So, so far it's going to be a picture of, of me looking like thirst trappy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it's going to be just a picture of me and my cello, like two, and it's just going to say my bestie. And then it's going to be a picture of my plant and it's going to say my baby. That's going to be a good contrast. It'll be thirst trap and then the opposite of a thirst (laughs) trap, you with the cello. (laughs) I shouldn't, I I mean, maybe there's sexy cello players. Maybe. I'm sure there's sexy cello players. Um, I'm going to be one of them. I watched a Ben Stiller movie, which I'll talk about. And, uh, the like culmination of the like end point is he's like he like kind of has a sexual attraction to a flute player. All right, um, you're saying that like that's an impossible thing. No, it's be- the well. The- Look at these sexy cello players. Look at that person in like the top middle. You should also know he brought that up on Chrome privacy, <laughs> so his search history wouldn't be <laughs> sexy cello player. I feel player. like JP just says it's a yeah. private when we walk yeah. in the room. Yeah, like, well, it's I'm going like to be doing a lot of this today. Elephant dicks and cello players. Okay, I'll explain this Ben Stiller movie later, but okay. anyway... The crux of the movie is he has a hots for this, like, sexy flute player. and it's Can just... I tell you the other thing I'm doing to fill my time? Yes. It's about as sexy as becoming a cello player. I'm now starring in a series of videos. Did I already tell you about this? The real estate ones? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay, it's happening. The first one's coming out in, like, a week or something. When can people... Where can people see this? I'm going to post it. Yeah. It's, uh... So, if you know Christina... <laughs> you then can you'll see it. See it. Um, we should we should put the link out maybe on our Twitter Instagram when they come out because I know? think it'd be great and because people can learn about real estate. So between my cello playing, yeah. my um, my real estate tutorials. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. How's um? Have you taken up? You we were talking about yoga or spinning. Is that happening? No. No. Okay. Yeah. But I'm gonna have to carry that cello. Yeah, which will be minutes, an equivalent. Which is gonna be a workout. So like that's pretty much good for you. What's new with me? Yeah. You know, next week I'm competing in this competition, uh, Best Comedian Under 30 in Ottawa. This is your last app- year for that. <laughs> I know. But apparently someone messaged me the other day to be like, there's chatter in the community as to how you got into this competition because you're over 30. And I was like, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm going to start in the community rumors like she's actually 32. She's lies about her age. Like I'm going to start the Christina's 48. (laughs) I couldn't believe that. She has three kids. How did that even come up in conversation? Um, I think that's really funny. And I, I love that so so much. I think it's so stupid. Um, you heard Andrew Womble last week say you were the funniest comedian in Ottawa. I think you're going to be fine. You're going to crush. Did you cut that from the episode? You kept it in. Now I'll listen. Yeah. You actually told me in that episode to send it to you privately. I would love that as my ringtone. Um, well, I hope you're okay. You know what? Me and my child and my plant are fine. You Thank can also you. get like a sad okay, dog. should I get Tinder? I'm not getting... Why would I get a sad dog? It just fits that profile you're giving me. I feel like between this episode and the last episode where I asked if people just want to make out with me because I'm sad and yeah. they feel bad for me, I feel like the listeners are getting worried. I mean, at your party... Um, we, we did project forward and there, I, I pictured a scenario where your guests might be like, should somebody just grab her butt because she's sad? <laughs> should somebody like touch her boob because she's like, sad? Like ask me, but the answer is probably yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I know you're sad. Wonder if I could maybe just give you a little boob touch. Oh my God. But then I say, "Is this what our podcast is now? Don't touch Ryan's nipples. They could be scabby. <laughs> oh my God. I hate this so much. Yeah, people got to be careful. Uh, I'm worried about our podcast. Are you? I just feel like people are like, this is too sad to listen to. Except for 
your breakup episode was our most listened to yet. So people were like, I got to see what the hell's going on here. <laughs> and maybe even some people repeat listen because they're like, that w- that disaster was, was good. I'll hear it again. I'm so happy my pain got us rating. Yeah. And the the episode where I announced that I was having a child did not do as well. So I was going to ask that, but yeah. I suspected as much. Can I say uh, I had an awkward moment yesterday. I was talking to a group of like acquaintances. And we were talking about podcasting because one of them was like, I might start a podcast. I was like, oh, you should. But like have realistic expectations about (laughs) it. Like it's a hard go. Really realistic. You'll probably lose money on it. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, they were like, well, like, what about your podcast? I was like, oh, we average like this many listeners. I think it's high quality. But like, you know, I don't know. And I knew that someone in that room listened to the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's like, I think it's pretty funny, but it'd always be nice to hear like different people say what they think about it. And he just sat there in perfect (laughs) silence and just looked at me. And I like, I don't think he realized I remembered that he's been listening recently. You would love a situation where they're like, I can tell you. Yeah, I was and I was fishing like it became so obvious I was fishing for it. I was like, you know, it's just like sometimes it is nice to get like that. Like positive feedback of like, this is good. Keep doing it. Like stay, stay with it. Um, and like some people don't like it. Like it's a, you either love it or you hate it. It'd be nice to know if people love it. Yeah. And then I just It'd like be really nice to know like, like if people are sharing it with their friends. He said nothing. And he just like awkwardly looked away. So this guy hates our podcast. Yeah. I mean, he's probably not going to hear this though. So, But he's listening. I don't know if he just like loves to hate it. You know who hears a lot of podcasts is JP. You know who It's just like it'd be so nice to know what people think of the podcast. Like if it's good. If it's it's funny. If it's the funniest one that they record. That they record or listen to or record. (laughs) Yeah, well, whenever he gives us a compliment, he'll always caveat and like, out of all the podcasts I record on Tuesdays that are comedy podcasts. And six thirty PM. It's you guys. You guys. Wow, we're so desperate for affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. uh... (laughs) Do you want to do a thing? Hit it. Ryan watched a movie with Ben Stiller who who fell in love with a flute player, and apparently it was weird. Let's find out some more. I thought that one was good. There's a specificity to it. That was very tight. Thank you. My boss today said, Christina, you look and seem tired. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the equivalent to when uh, your pastor said, you look like not a virgin, <laughs> which is so, so good. Oh. Or not not you look, but we just assumed you we had assumed sex. We assumed you had sex. No, oh, I wow. had not kissed a man. Yeah. That I was still laughing about that. I'm so happy for still you. Still laughing about that. Do I look and seem tired? Uh, I didn't think I, I think I seem tired, but I didn't think I looked tired. That one hurt. <laughs> you, that one was you're like, I am tired, but damn, I look <laughs> good. Damn, girl. I look, or at least I look normal. Like, at least I look. Which hard. is not good, usually. My normal is below good. You know, don't talk like that. I'm sorry. You are stunning. You are stunning. You are stunning. Thank you. You have that pregnancy glow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Tell the viewers, are you pregnant? You caught me. <laughs> Immaculate conception. All right. So I watched a movie called Brad's Status. Everybody, Brad's Status. Is it a new movie, an old movie? 2017. It's on Netflix. It's a horrible name. So it stars Pam from The Office. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Um, (laughs) Is this your new thing? Is this what you're coming back from Hawaii (laughs) with? Uh, And Ben Stiller. And a back tattoo. Ben Stiller. Yes. Um, And other really good actors that are in it in lesser roles. Anyway. (laughs) Ben Stiller. So the guy who wrote it was the same guy who did School of Rock. Okay. Oh, um, the guy who was on uh, Survivor last season. <laughs> he was a contestant on Survivor. Really? Who also played Mr. Schneebly. Yeah, Mr. Schneebly. He was a contestant on Survivor. Okay. Well, nobody watches Survivor. Everyone watches Survivor. Are JP, you, you watch Survivor? No. Are you oh, watching right. some kind of celebrity Survivor? No, the season is good, though. They really upped their strategy game. This is not the time. Go ahead. His name's Mike White. Okay. Um, and he's a fantastic, 
director and, and writer. And he, he was wrote a School little annoying on Survivor. Probably that's honest. fine. Um, so the movie called Brad Status. It's about um, a fifty-year-old male, white male, who is driving his son to university, and he's thinking through like, what have I accomplished? It comes at a time where he, a lot of his friends from university. Um, have been very successful and he's comparing himself naturally to them. Yes. So on the one hand, this is a very, if you like movies about white male fragility, this is the movie for you. <laughs> my sweet spot. This is, it's like a very sad guy feeling sorry for himself the whole time. But the redeeming side is he gets called out on it. And there's a, um, a girl who ends up being friends with his son who like calls him out huge and is like, you just feel sorry for yourself. Is and this the flute player? And then, oh my god, is she the same age as his son? Yes. So that's why oh, I was reluctant. No, 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 no. He doesn't like. I. It's open for interpretation for sure. But I think it does really portray this like white men feeling sorry for themselves and him questioning if he's attracted to this girl or if he just is attracted to the concept of her being in university and having this opportunity to do whatever she wanted with her life, whereas he feels like trapped and he's his life is already done and he's accomplished nothing. So like it is a good like juxtaposition of that. And she's the one who does call him out and she like does it really harshly. And then he goes and pouts and then he goes and his like it, it's a good movie to like analyze you don't hate ben stiller's character yeah and he's also not fully creepy but he's not fully off the hook either is it funny there are for sure parts that are very funny and is it like more focus is there any focus i love a good road trip dynamic um is it more just on him so i really get emotional watching father son movies you have said the movie about time oh that movie is i cried oh i cried I love a good father-son time travel combo. <laughs> yeah. That is my I sweet I love the pitch spot. of that movie. It's like, all right, Rachel McAdams is going to be this girl. But yeah. then Bill Nye is going to travel back in time. And the whole family, the men, they can travel in time for some reason. And Why this- is it? That is just patriarchy to a T. It's like, <laughs> go ahead, men. Travel. Redo your mistakes. Women, yeah. fuck you. Anyway, it's a very sad movie about time. <laughs> I cried a lot in it's it. It's a yeah. And I called my dad after. I was like, dad. Did you really? This does not surprise me. For sure. How often do you call your dad after movies to be like, I love you? Uh, Every time I watch a movie with a father, son, Did you call after this one? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So in conclusion, this movie called Brad Status, which has a horrible title, has very funny moments, has a few touching moments, and is a good movie if you like to think, did I hate that character or did I not hate that character? And is he justified in feeling sorry for himself? Or is he really like... Can you relate to it or is he really like you're just a white male that's had a really easy and you feel bad because your friends are rich? Um, do you <laughs> did you ever watch Fly the Concords? Once. Jermaine from Fly the Concords is in it, and Luke Wilson of Owen and Luke Wilson is in it. Oh, and I do good. like um I do like Luke Wilson. Yeah. Anyway, check it out, guys. All right. What's it called? Brad's boy. <laughs> You weren't listening at <laughs> fucking all. Uh, it's called Brad's status, everybody. Brad's status. All right. All right. Christine, what do you got for us? I haven't really prepared much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I knew it. No, no, no. Uh, I watched You've Got Mail. Don't do that because You've Got Mail. I love that movie so much. I love it, too. I love it. I love it. I love Uh, it. Are you going to fucking trash? I just I love it. I love it. Um, Here's the thing. It's not that funny. Like it's not. And then my other thing is, is. Is he shitty? Like he's kind of shitty. Like the the end of the movie is essentially him manipulating her online <laughs> until so yes, I am gonna ruin it. Until he's like confident enough in their like he like hangs out with her in person, puts something in her head, like, oh, are you sure he's not married? And then goes home. She's since messaged him and is like, Are you married? And then he literally goes. How could you ask that? It's like you don't even know me. I'm like, he's actually just manipulating her. And then right before she's meeting the guy, he's like, what if it could be you and I? I'm like, why are you playing all these games? No, I I don't like his character. So it, okay, if we got a dear Abby sent to us, <laughs> if you found a dear Abby online that was literally like, hey. 
So me and my boyfriend met in kind of a weird way. So I met him <laughs> in a chat room, right? But then it ended up like he was anonymous. But then it ended Ugh. up he was the guy who made it that I had to shut down my business. And instead of just being honest and upfront with me, he then tried to build a friendship with me while like making me continue to pursue this guy online as if they were two separate people. And occasionally like making me question my relationship with the guy online and like kind of like gaslighting me. And then... And at the very end, he was like, oh, my God, it's actually me. <laughs> and now we're dating. Should I still date him? You'd be like, no. Because I'm looking at it in a 2019 context, not a 1994 it context. It doesn't change the fact that he manipulated her. Yeah, that's probably not a great moment for Tom Hanks's character. <laughs> yeah. I guess what I'll say I is... I did not realize how riled I was about this. The narrative is not set up like you feel like she's being taken for a ride. The narrative is set up that you're cheering for her the whole time. Tom Hanks is a bad guy. He's the one trying to take down all and these independent bookstores. a great he's, person. Totally. I cried at the end when he like walks around the corner and is like, Brinkley. And she looks and she's like, it's you. I wanted it to be you. And then I turned my computer off and I was like, no, fuck that guy. Oh. Ladies, am I right? I, I just felt totally unprepared Fuck to be bombarded. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Wow. Uh, wow. Okay. So you've got mail. Still a beautiful film. But <laughs> was it funny? No. Do I think it has I disagree like, that it's not funny. I think it is funny. Um, when the nanny comes and she says, never marry a man who lies. That's hilarious. When Steve is typing on the typewriter, you are alone. Read. Like, that's so funny. And then he has two typewriters when he's on that public access TV show. That and he starts might be blushing the only funny part. I'm just named. You are alone. Read is not funny. Why is he typing it? It's funny. And then he pulls it off and gives it. And it's funny. It's cute. It's endearing. Pe I, peep. You know. So I'll just say, don't go on Tinder. If you thought Tom Hanks <laughs> was bad, Tinder's going to be fucking. I feel like what he did. No, we I don't need to go. Down I agree right with you. No. That probably was a shitty thing to do. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, Still a little riled. Okay, you said we won't bring this know, into the I'm next. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. This is the first thing you did. Um, anyway, we have a second time guest. A prolific, prolific. Um, a podcaster, a uh, actor, an all around good guy. I think he once worked at an escape room. Leslie Cherpy. <laughs> I did, did work, I did work in an escape room. I did work in an escape Andrew. room, Christina. People say I don't listen <laughs> to our guests, and, and I do. It was yeah. good. Thank you. What a what a what a era that was, the escape room era. Oh my god, because I worked in a uh, let's just say it a B a B level escape oh, okay. room. There okay. are B level there escape rooms. There are there rooms. are A level and there are B level. And that was definitely how 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 is that? I'm talking production quality. Okay. I'm talking about yeah. the stories making There's any fucking not, sense. No. This no. place, this place had the worst stories. It was like, what you have me say does not make sense. <laughs> then you get into the rooms and the puzzles were awful. They were like, oh, you had to, you had so many like wild leaps in logic. There was no logic to the puzzles. Yeah. It was just awful. But best part about that job was I would show up on a typical day and there would be one booking, zero bookings. And yeah, I would because just, it was probably not good. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But I still got paid to <laughs> surf the net all day. Yeah. It was yeah, pretty yeah. sick. That yeah. is sweet. You I, could also work at the government for that, though. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. Boom. Oh, oh, oh. Hear that, bureaucrat? <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to play this game because uh, there's like a, a push for like non-competitive things in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And so when you're saying like really crappy puzzles, um, my family played a board game called the Ungame, and it would be like what? you would have a dice, I think, uh, and you would move things around. But the questions would be like, Leslie, tell me about a time that you were sad. And like that would be a question that you put on. <laughs> tell me about a time that I can go for days <laughs> like it. Um, yeah, just lots of meaningless questions. 
Yeah. And that's the whole game. And that was the whole game. Yeah. But yeah. it was like. But a, there's no winner. How just did you win? Oh, you did win. I hate oh. games you can't win. <laughs> no. So They're not a game a at winner. that point. Maybe someday there'll be an escape room that's just like, we all kind of win because we. Everyone go into a room and talk about what makes you sad. <laughs> and when you have a spiritual awakening, we'll unlock you the door. Exactly. Yeah. That's also like the non makeout version of Seven Minutes in Heaven. It's like, just go and talk. Yeah. Get to know each other. You yeah. do know that well. Honestly, guys, I'm in on this. You're I'm in? in on, okay. I'm, I'm in on this. Guys, the three of us. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll lock some people in a room and make them real vulnerable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then extort them for cash with a pyramid scheme. <laughs> What? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But like, yeah, feel good. People feel okay, good. No, I've done. I've done a lot of escape rooms. I got really into them for a while. But you're right. There's like definite B and A level ones, oh, and yeah. I feel like B ones are just people bring a bunch of shit from their house, and so there'll be like 18 soccer jerseys in a bin, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, maybe the Brazil one matters because. On the map, there's like a pin near Brazil. It doesn't And then matter, it ends though. up at the end, they're like, oh, none of those soccer jerseys yeah. matter. I'm like, then why are they here? <laughs> set deck. Um, set deck. Got to make it look pretty. Was that your... Do you have a worst job? Was that the worst job? Uh, no, the worst job I had was, and I'll say it publicly. Hmm. I don't give Go a fuck. Ahead. Minto Apartments. The worst oh, job I ever oh. had. I got this job last year. Okay. Uh, uh, November of last year. Okay. And I got it, and it was a receptionist position. It was the worst job. I stayed there a month. Quit. Why was it so bad? It was just like, literally, have you ever had a job where your only uh, purpose is to just deal with angry people Mm. all day long, nonstop, Mm -hmm. literally Mm -hmm. nonstop? That Mm -hmm. that was my life, and it was so it was hell. It was hell. So I got out of there. Good, good. I my worst job was Sears call center, um, where when you're ordering from the catalog you would call this number but then it was also the customer service yeah and so yeah similar to you people just call and yell and Mm -hmm. like the worst would be people who would buy i don't know these people i'm sure they're really nice people but buy their wedding dresses from the sears catalog and then they'd be like i ordered that last week my wedding's tomorrow where's my dress why are they ordering it a week before i don't know idiots um (laughs) but like the break room was the saddest place it'd just be like dim lighting and people kind of like sadly eating their pudding cups okay don't bring pudding cups into this (laughs) again my favorite dessert (laughs) don't bring them in i don't think this is going to alienate me from the listeners which i feel like i do once every episode i don't think i've ever had a bad job that's so infuriating that's great. That's great for you. Thank you. That's great for you. I yeah. hate you for it. I but worked it's great at Carlton Cards once for like nine months, and it wasn't like a great job, but it <laughs> definitely wasn't bad. I just hung out. They sold cards. Yeah, like it was like a Hallmark card, but like the cheaper version. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it was a whole store dedicated to cards. Yeah, and it was in the it was in our little town shopping mall, and there's a sports store right across the hall, and mm. these two cute guys from my high school worked there, so we would like. I thought we were flirting. I think. We weren't, but we would like steal things from each other's stores to see how long it took to figure out what was stolen. Oh, that's fun and illegal. Yeah. It's kind of cute though. One time we had a milk chugging contest and then someone vomited in Carlton cards. And then shortly after that, I I left. (laughs) Unrelated. 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 I wasn't great at the job, but that's the worst job I had. And it was like super fun. Good. Wow. Wow. Sorry, so I can't really be part of the conversation. No, it's okay. Thank I once worked you. at a Christian bookstore, and I would uh, take CDs home, uh, burn them onto other CDs, and then take them back and reseal them. Okay, that's what? illegal. Yeah, that's definitely illegal. So also, it would be like it would be like uh, hymns from the Book of <laughs> Jedi no, or like something sick like that. Punk Christian punk music, man, like a oh, ska band. But then you would you would take that CD and then reburn something else, and then put the CD you burned back into the case. So no, 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 no. So like, so yeah, I know it's a, it's a complex scheme. It's like yeah. oceans 11 over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, as uh, Brad Pitt would take a CD home from my shift. Yeah. I would, um, burn that so to copy that CD to keep for my own. Sure. And then I would take the original back and, and reseal it in like shrink wrap and then gotcha, it'd be sold eventually. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So nobody really lost the way you the way you originally phrased you it, you won. The way you originally phrased it, I thought you were taking CDs and then like burning like de- devil music and then putting them in oh, the place of the Christian God. punk. These guys. <laughs> oh no! My mom used to work at a Christian bucket music center, 
And she would bring me home books and I legally. And if I read them without creasing it, she would sell them again. Uh, oh, but it was like wow. just never ending rotation of books about purity. So mm-hmm. like I am still once you're you, so pure now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, once you good heard, investment, Mrs. Muehlberger. Good investment. I once it was like each person is born. Have I already talked about this on the podcast? So this book was like each person is born with a sandwich. Sure. And then <laughs> every time you have any form of like sexual anything even they were like so far as like lusting after someone yeah. that person's getting like a nibble of your sandwich <laughs> and then that's, it's like that's also kind of sexual much sandwich, sandwich are you giving away before marrying the person you're gonna marry and then it was like how and it was like trying to make you feel shamed it'd be like could you imagine on your wedding night your husband giving you a crumb and being like, that's all I saved for you. Wow. Is that not fucked? Yeah. Wow. It like stays with you forever. What kind of sandwich? I feel like I'm down to, I'm (laughs) I'm down to crust and I'm like, is he going to want crust? Lots of men don't eat crust. I know. Yeah. That's a weird thing. I always liked my crust. I think I feel like (laughs) just, Take it. I just like the crust. It's Give just it a me. bit darker bread. It's just a bit of darker bread. It tastes pretty much the same. Well, Anyways. except there's not often a lot of condiments on the crust. Maybe that'll be my Tinder bio. Do you like crust? Because <laughs> that's all you're getting. That's all I got, <laughs> That's all boys. I got. And then the guy after you is getting even less. <laughs> less. And less. Um, yeah, I mean, what they don't tell you is the sandwich grows back. but that metaphor doesn't work as well you know what what this the sandwich grows back it the sandwich doesn't anyway it doesn't matter the sandwich becomes like more fulfilling over time yeah you you get better at making sandwiches at making sandwiches leslie how much sandwich do you have left (laughs) well first of all my sandwich is like if I had a sandwich, it's a foot long. Oh, I was I was going the I was gonna go the opposite. I was like, you know, when you go for high tea and they have those oh, little like little, cucumber, yeah. <laughs> those are called finger sandwiches. Finger sandwiches, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's what I'm dealing yeah. with, and uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's a there's a good <laughs> there isn't a piece t- taken out of it. It's just like a hole punched through it, kind of. <laughs> Who's the yeah. sandwich uh, artist? I, th- this metaphor is done. About? Well, it's, it's Subway. They call I them sandwich think... artists. Okay. Our original one of like you make a better sandwich as time progresses. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. But your sandwich doesn't grow back. I don't agree with that. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it regenerate. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> in the realm of metaphors, I've heard a similar one in Christian circles. Is it the tape one? It's um no, it was a rose. Oh, and oh. it's like if you crumple up the rose. And there's like a big group of people and they started a rose and they're like, pass this along. And it went through everybody in the, and then it got to the front. And then by the end it's all damaged and it's broken oh and there's petals God, that have I fallen off. That and they're like, so much. do you want <laughs> JP your, can't even do you want this. your partner to be receiving wow. this on their wedding day? This damage, this is you. And it's like super obviously problematic, but it's like, that's how people talk sometimes. Wow. I feel like similarly though, a rose bush grows bigger every year. Fuck you, metaphor. So when you're married, you have a big bush. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it see. was too good. Thank you so much for coming back. This is what I came here for. Um, well, so catch us up. Yeah. How you been? How was Improv Fest for you? We yeah. talked a little bit about Ottawa Yeah, Improv oh my Fest. God. Ottawa Improv Festival is great. What a great festival. Want to shout out all the people who made that shout possible. Shout out. No, seriously, thank you. The team that did it. Uh, yeah. Deb, Chelsea, Matt, uh, others. Super. All people have been guests on this podcast. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, Uh, It was good, though? Yeah, it was great. It was great. I met a lot of great people uh, that I hadn't met before, which is always like the best part about Improv Fest. You got to network and do all that fun (laughs) stuff. I always see you in the spaces networking. I perform and then immediately leave. Yeah. 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 Like, let me tell you, this is something that I have had to learn Learn and uh, uh, cultivate over. So um, basically... I did 18 hour days because I was working full time uh, when the improv fest was happening. And then uh, on the Sunday, I, I crashed. I crashed yeah. so hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much extrovert 
extroverted it takes energy. so much. Yeah. But it, at the same time, it's like you meet people. Like I met the guys from uh, New York Magnet Theater. And uh, they are great. I sat down and we were immediately talking improv right away. Yeah. And it was like just this common language. Like yeah. everyone was uh stoked to talk about improv so yeah. that was that was cool yeah um and then uh, a couple of hot shows hot shows i acted in 50 50 oh yeah which oh, is this awesome. really cool format yeah, yeah yeah where it like uh, brings together an actor who's memorized the script and an improviser who has never seen that script and then they do the scene okay and it's a it's always works because either it like they kind of find this way to click in and it almost follows the script, even though the improviser hasn't yeah, seen it yeah. or it just goes totally wrong. And that's yeah. amazing. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that is one of the most stressful I bet. Yeah. things to do is to learn a script where you don't have anything to prompt you to get to the next line. Yeah. So I got there and uh, when the show was happening and everyone was backstage waiting to get on stage, like all the improvisers were on the stage. And if you looked into that green room, you saw eight actors pacing around the room, like, oh looking God. at the floor, running over their lines, going, oh, hey, man. It was crazy. Yeah. No, that'd be it was, so stressful. It was nerve wracking as hell, but it was very, very fun. Very, Improviser very fun. just saw like shooting the shit, super relaxed. Just, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they're like, Psh. whatever. I just make it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, the best they, part about improv. Exactly. Speaking yeah. of making things up, give us some relationship thing. Advice? Yeah, we'll, don't, we'll give the advice, please. All we'll right. give the advice. Yeah, All right. we're professionals. I got crust left, so... Oh, yikes. <laughs> Ready to and I got go. a lukewarm finger sandwich <laughs> served I'm right trying, to you. I'm trying to, you know, there are so many that I could really do. All right. My birthday was last month, and my wife surprised me with a gift certificate to a local massage parlor. I've started to get back into weightlifting after several years of being too busy, and that makes me extra sore. So, so it was a thoughtful gift. I went yesterday. On my way out the door, my wife said, I hope you enjoy yourself, and winked at me. The massage was thorough, but I was caught off guard because toward the end, the masseur started to rub my genitals. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I almost stopped her, but then I remembered what my wife said as I left and the wink, and I assumed she had intended for this to be part of the experience. I got a happy ending and left. When I got back home, my wife asked how the massage was, and I said something like, it was great. I didn't realize your gift would include all that. She then asked what I meant, and I told her about the happy ending. It turns out my wife did not intend for that to be part of the experience. She had no idea the, uh, the parlor did happy endings, and if she had known, she wouldn't have bought me a massage there, she said. Of course. Yeah, she asked, that's fair. She asked why I went through with it, and I explained how her comment and the wink before I left made me think she had planned the whole thing. She said she winked because she planned on having sex with me after I got back from the massage when I was nice I and relaxed. Said, let's leave winking out of a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's so many ways to misread a wink. My wife is devastated and says that I had cheated on her. I said I'm very sorry, but it was a mistake. She left to go stay with her sister, and I haven't heard from her today. Oh no. Is there anything I can do? <laughs> oh my oh. god. I have this is the first one that I'm entirely dumbfounded on. <laughs> um, so like just in sum, <laughs> this guy was like, Hey, it's my birthday. My wife wants to do something nice for me. Some kind of wink. We don't know. And then hand job, she says you cheated. I feel like I feel like a wink is not enough to <laughs> to extrapolate. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, that's what she meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My oh, wife is yeah. suddenly cool with a random stranger You're giving yeah. me a, a hand, hand job. job. I also, I'm like, what sort of? Because I'm sure there are couples. There are couples that like maybe that would be something that you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to get you. But you've probably already like experimented sexually or like you're or a couple that's like it. pushed boundaries and yeah, been like, oh, how would you feel about like bringing someone else into the bedroom or like. Having sex with someone else. But I feel like this woman is like, I baked an apple pie and you've been working out a lot and need a massage. <laughs> Wink. And he's like, I'm going to go get a handy. Yeah. Like this guy doesn't seem to know his partner at all. No. No. No, 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 no. Maybe she's never. I also want to know, like, how often do they wink at each other? But I can't you tell when it's one of those massage places? Yeah. yeah. Like part of yeah. me is like, how naive is this person? Oh, you're blaming the, the wife. She probably 
booked it online. She probably didn't go to the massage parlor. It probably had a bunch of five star f- reviews from yeah. perverts. <laughs> yeah. Best, Best massage, massage ever. ever. <laughs> I've been working out a lot lately. Hey, yeah. my husband's also been working out a lot lately. Yeah. I I think they're going to I don't think this is like a end your marriage thing. I don't like. I think it's a it's a an excuse to set some good boundaries. Some great yeah. have a boundaries. real good conversation. I don't like that she said you cheated on me. I think that's pretty. But he kind of did. Yeah. If this yeah. guy's being truthful, he's either does not know his wife at all, or <laughs> pretended to not know his wife at all to get a hand job from this massage person. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she was just like, I'm getting him this massage. And then he was like, I'm going to justify this through that wink. Because he probably didn't want this massage person to stop. And he was like, oh, but my wife winked at me, so I'm good. This is like my hall pass. But he also told her about it. He also didn't need to tell her about it. He could have been like, I don't know. He could have just been like, hey, thanks for the massage. No comment. But instead, yeah, he brought no, it he up. He probably did legitimately. They really need to. Communicate I feel like this is then. a naive yeah. woman, a dumb husband, and a shady illegal massage place. Because <laughs> it's illegal, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's definitely illegal. Did you say you wanted us to do an improv scene on no, this? I, no, I. When I once I knew we were running out of time, I was okay. like, I'm doing this one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is how we have to end the episode. Is well, you, we could, have, you could give advice. Okay, my. I just feel like clearly this, this couple. Maybe again, I think everything's tainted by my recent breakup. But I'm like, <laughs> clearly this couple who is married can't communicate that a wink was misread. Yeah. To the point that he got a hand job from someone else. I came home and was like, girl, I got that handy up top. And she's like, what? I think I think what we've learned here is a wink is not a hall pass. A wink is not <laughs> a hall pass. And if you want to know what a hall pass is, watch, watch the hall movie. Pass. Hall pass. With, uh, Luke, not Luke Wilson. Owen Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Daniel Day-Lewis? Yes. He was nominated for an Oscar? Yeah, he was the hall pass. He was. He was the titular hall pass. He did There Will Be Blood. And, and hall then pass. hall pass. Yeah, and then Lincoln right after. That's like when <laughs> Bill Murray back. did Bill Murray did Lost in Translation, then Garfield. And <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. Actors like a challenge. <laughs> Leslie came to the podcast and had to hear us talk about sandwiches. You asked him if he had a foot long, <laughs> and then we talked about handies. Well. Welcome to Scene all Partners. In a, all in a day's work. <laughs> yeah. All well, in a day's weird. work. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming back and joining us. We really oh, appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me, you guys. Um, where can people find your podcast? Yeah, yeah. So I do have a podcast called The Improv Punch Up. Yes. It's on podcavern.com, and I am going to use this airtime to publicly shame Ryan Mulligan. We've been trying to get on. Oh my god! I've been a horrible person. Months, get on the podcast. So write in uh, if you want to <laughs> see uh, Ryan on the Punch Up. Uh, basically, we take movies, TV shows, video. We we take clips from those those big Hollywood studios. They send us these clips. Hall pass. Yeah, hall pass. Exactly. And, <laughs> you do uh, hall pass. <laughs> and then we'll uh, we'll take those scenes and we'll punch them up. We'll make them better. Using I've done it. I've been on Christina's it. Christina's been on it. It's a great episode. It's a good nice. Episode. Ryan will be on it. It'll I will be an be. okay episode. Um, you can also check out my improv Burn. group, uh, Outtake Improv at outtakeimprov.com. Sweet. Prolific. Okay. Good app. You guys a want some wink sandwiches? Is not a hall pass. <laughs> I'm gonna get some sandwiches. You guys want some sandwiches? <laughs> I'm not hungry. I'm never eating a sandwich again. Bye. Hey, that was your metaphor you brought in. Okay, but today's episode was recorded in Ottawa, Ontario at Pop Up Podcasting, featuring Christina Muehlberger and Ryan Mulligan, recorded by JP Davidson, and featuring music by Nikolai Hadless, Mr. Gavin, and Fox Beat Music, all available on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. <laughs>